0: The Favorites podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. They're America's number one sportsbook with an easy-to-use app that's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And this season, FanDuel Sportsbook is making betting easy for everyone with great promos like risk-free bets, enhanced odds markets, same-game parlays, and more. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to the favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. It's Thursday, folks. It's time to narrow down the slate to find our favorite five for Sunday. By hours, I mean me and my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my dinner date. From Philadelphia on Tuesday night, professional better, Simon Hunter, my brother. Chad, that was a good
1: time, buddy. Who, what was the name of the guy that bought us drinks? You got to give him a shout out, right? I'm
0: gonna tell the whole story right now. I was in Philly on Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday night, I had dinner in Rittenhouse Square at a place called Dandelion with uh, my good friend, Simon Hunter. Fantastic. Walk into the restaurant. I'm seeing Simon. We're going to, you know, have a celebration of the end of a great year of our friendship, a great year for the podcast. We toast Matt Mitchell, we toast our listeners. I walk in and Simon's already there. I I didn't know this yet. I walk in, I give my name for the reservation. The woman who is uh, gonna seat me, she doesn't know who I am. So she doesn't know, She, she actually, she's like, this sounds a little weird. She goes, one of your listeners wanted to buy you and your friend a round of drinks, which was lovely. Totally lovely, right? I tell this to Simon, we're laughing about it, we're sitting, we're chatting, we're talking. And then about five, six, seven, ten 10 minutes later, whatever, the waiter comes by, asks us for our drinks. At this point, I would forgotten that somebody was buying us the drinks, right? I ordered a Lagavulin, which is a whiskey that is on the pricier side. I realized afterwards, like, I'm such an asshole. Why would I order that when someone was buying it for us? So I partially feel like I owe Norbert Lewandowski, the listener who bought us the drinks, an apology because it was a totally classy move. And uh, Simon and I uh, texted Norbert a photo of us outside the pub after the evening. We owe him a huge thank you. Norbert, you're going to text me your size and we're going to send
1: you some action swag great deal. And I bought a Pony Boy, which is some type of beer, and it was delicious. So, we do appreciate it.
0: We do. It was really really sweet. And then he sent me a uh, a great text. I texted him, and I didn't even know. Like, I said, "I don't know if this is your cell or not. I don't even know. <laughs> like, it might be totally random. But here's a picture of me and Simon." Uh, and he said that he actually had bet one of our money line parlays and did really well. think <laughs> of that, Simon. Simon, we got a lot to discuss. Uh, we got to get to our money line parlay. We got to get to the survivors. We got to narrow it down. We felt like we were struggling a little bit on Tuesday after the show and on Tuesday night together.
1: You're, you could sense it on Tuesday, too. There, there, there was just a lot of unsure injury news for us. So that's why I just yep. didn't feel as confident ber- betting early in the week.
0: Well, now we know some stuff, so we should dig into it. We do have to get the sharp calls.
1: Hello, who's there? I'm talking.
0: Said, baby, what you this is the segment where, between Tuesday and Thursday, you start getting calls from the wise guys saying what they liked and didn't like about what we said on Tuesday. Let's do some sharp calls. Sharp calls.
1: <laughs> Definitely got a decent amount this week. Actually, it was pretty quiet early in the week, and then after our show posted, I knew dudes were going to reach out. Just because my confident level wasn't that high, and man, apparently we had a big miss on the Browns-Ravens. I like the Ravens. I thought you were getting good value on the points. 80 to 90% of all the professionals I've talked to this week are, are big on the Browns. And the other side weren't even big on the Ravens. They were just like, yeah, I like the Ravens, but I'm not really betting it. The other guys I've talked to, these other professionals, they love the Browns. And I think they're looking at it from the standpoint the Browns had a, played against them, had the bye week, and they're playing against them again the following week. So they've actually, you know, their mindset's still in that same game. Where the Ravens have gone and played a tough game against Pittsburgh. Same reason we're fading Pittsburgh tonight against his Vikings team. That's just a really hard fought, grueling NFC North kind of AFC North kind of game. Now you're looking at a Browns team that the word is Baker's look better. This week he came in, suppose he's looking better. His legs have looked better. He's moving well in practice. The offensive line, again, that's what we were really waiting on to see with Browns. Apparently they're gonna be back and healthy. So if that's true come Sunday and we're getting, you know, two, minus just two and a half still with the Browns, that could be one of the picks because I, I looked at it as if you're going to get value on this Ravens team. But man, the, the amount of professionals really, really talking about how much they like this Browns team. We, we have to take it. If they, they feel this strongly about it and the, the line movement's going up to minus three, and that's a big indicator. When the money's pouring in, the tickets are pouring in on the Ravens and it's moving the other way. That lets us you know these pros aren't just talking about; they're betting it. Like they've been betting this Browns team, so that that was definitely one of the more interesting calls we had. The next one was about the Bengals. I, I, I get what the pros are betting; they're, they're they're betting the 49ers. They bet him at mi- they bet them at plus three. They bet them all the way down to certain books now have them at minus one, and it keeps flip flopping back and forth. They think Joe Burrow broke two fingers on his throwing hand. They think he broke his pinky. They think he broke his index. So I, I don't know what to do here. I just don't have a strong enough opinion on it. Like I want to take. The Bengals team, but when I hear the pros telling me this stuff, they have better sources than I do on these teams. They talk to guys on medical staffs. So they're talking to scouts on the teams, which that's one of the biggest leakers of all NFL teams are scouts because scouts like to trade information. So they're always trying to get information on other teams. They're more than happy to give away information on their team. That doesn't affect their job. Their job is to scout. So it's been interesting hearing all coming out of Cincy that, you know, you haven't seen anything on – like Schefter's not tweeting about it. It's been interesting media not talking about it where behind the doors – Guys are really talking about this this injury to Joe Burrow, and you've seen the line moving that way. Like it's it that's what didn't make sense to me with the fact the line movement was moving down like it was because to me the 49ers are the banged up team. Apparently it's it's they're they're spot on. They have a good read on this. So maybe I won't bet the 49ers is one of our best five, but I'll just walk away from them. But you never know. Come Sunday, if we do hear Joe Burrow has two broken fingers, he's not playing or he's wearing some special glove on his hand. I think that can't make you feel great about a team that needs their quarterback to make big plays on third down. I mean, they're not a run first kind of team. I know last week they're running all over the chargers. We're talking about completely different defenses here. The 49ers they're bad against the pass. They're not bad against the run. So uh, that, that was a more interesting call they, they're back. They're on our backs with the Washington football team. They love that pick by us. They love our pick of the giants. Both. I think both of them are looking at that. Those are two dogs are just undervalued right now. And you know, I would say that the biggest stay away they kept talking to me about was this Lions team. And then sure enough, it came out. A bunch of those guys in the Lions have the flu. So Jared Goff has been out of practice. They just have a, they had a couple offensive linemen out. Maybe we just stay away from Detroit this week. Cause I, I was really liking Detroit. I was liking the momentum. I was going to be all over their money line. We'll wait and see if these guys come back and practice today and tomorrow. Cause if they don't, you have to stay away from Detroit. I mean, they're already a bad team. I don't know if their backups are going to be, you know, just a complete fall apart kind of offense if they come in. So that that's one of those. I'm walking away from that Detroit line. For what it's worth. Uh, that's great information about the Bengals. Great,
0: great feedback on the Browns. Uh, I listened to, as I always do to the action network uh, podcast this morning, hosted by Chris Raybon and Stucky. Uh, Stucky loves the Browns for everything that you just said, especially the fact that the Browns basically have had three weeks preparing for this Ravens team because they went in to play them, had the bye, getting healthier Ravens coming off an incredibly physical game. And they have more team, more players on the IR than any other team in the NFL this year. Uh, That's been, it's
1: crazy.
0: It's crazy. And like now they're down three of their top four defensive backs. So, um really interesting game. Uh Bengals also, uh, that was another one where you could see in the line move. Like since we spoke on Tuesday to now, all the money has come in on the Niners. It's moved from Niners
1: plus two to Niners minus one. Um, yeah, it's probably that's probably the biggest professional bet of the week, it feels like yeah. the amount of money that's really coming on that 49ers and they've moved it, you know, four and a half points now. All right. Well.
0: If if the Browns are getting that much professional love, then it's one that we have to consider for our top five. We've clearly just talked about it. So I don't think there's anything more that we have to say about it. Yeah. Um, well,
1: we'll just put an icing on it where if you can get the minus two and a half, just take it now. The pros are going to bet that up to three most likely, even though, again, the money and the tickets are all coming on the Ravens. I just see this moving in reverse line movement, just because that 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 many smart professionals I've talked to have coming on the Browns.
0: What about all right, the other game I want to talk about that I love? This was my Scoot Roulette pick. Um, you had the Giants, I had the the Raiders, plus nine and a half, now plus ten. It's a pros-joes game and not in my direction, meaning the bets are coming in on the Raiders, but the money coming in on the Chiefs.
1: It's especially interesting the fact that this Raiders team always historically played the Chiefs tough, even when the Chiefs were by far the best teams in the world, and it was usually in this kind of matchup where everyone was kind of giving up on the Raiders team. That's really interesting. You said though the public is still going against the Chiefs, and it's professional money coming in on the Chiefs. So I'm still with you on the Raiders. I still think we're getting too many points, but like we we got burned by it last week taking a public dog. It's always a little nerve-wracking, especially now the books are saying here. You like nine and a half, here's ten. That's that's even better. So they are, by the way. That number has moved. It's moved yeah, to ten. That that's that's a little scary. And again, that's a key number for a lot of different reasons. The biggest one is seven-point teasers. People have taken Nine and a half, they'll tease it down to two and a half. So that's big they moved it up to that number because now it's just landed on three, which most books you land on three, they're not going to pay you out for a push. So it, it's, it's never good when we're on the other side of reverse line movement. Um, but everything I said is still true last week. You take away that pick six, that offense only gets 15 points in a full game against, again, Denver's defense is good. The Raiders can do the same exact thing. They can rush four. We know what they can do with Max Crosby. Are they going to draw people back into coverage and say, you know, Mahomes beat us, drive down the field and beat us? They've had terrible turnover luck this Chiefs team, and we keep talking every week that it's going to eventually turn. Maybe that's just who they are this year. Maybe they're just that team where every little bounce is kind of, kind of not go their way. Like Mahomes is just putting too much power in certain things. Like again. I want to blame his receivers. There's certain times here where he's throwing bullets at guys five feet away from him. Like, they can't react quick enough to catch these balls. That's why it's bouncing off their chest up in the air. So, I'm still with you, Chad. I just don't know um, Sunday morning if I'm going to be able to talk us into taking this one. Because it is, it is scary, the movement of it. Well, look, everything we said about the Chiefs last week is true this week. And
0: despite the fact we lost that game and the, Bengal, and the, the, the uh, Broncos didn't cover... I'm looking at the box score from that game right now in the Action Network app. It was super easy to, to call it up. Free award-winning app. Denver, 404, total yards, Kansas City 267. Total plays. Denver 72, Kansas City 54. Yards per play. Denver 5,6, Kansas City 49. First downs, 22, 15. Passing yards, 257 to 184. Rushing yards, 154 to 89 the Broncos dominated that game Yeah, dominated that game.
1: No, we talked about, it. and that's, that's the hardest part about gambling. It's like, you can do all the work. You can be smart on the right side. If the little bounces don't go your way, you're never going to win bets. And that's just how it goes. All right.
0: So we're struggling already. Cause like the Browns are professional play, but we didn't necessarily believe in it. The Raiders are a public dog, which scares the freak out of us. One game. I know we can count on one game. It's very interesting. Washington football team. Was it four? Now at four and a half.
1: We yeah. love that. People would be like, well, why isn't this scaring you where the Raiders are? There's not tons of pro money coming in on this, this Dallas team. It's been honestly the public's driving this number up. The bookmakers probably looked at this and said, you know what? Let's just keep pushing up and hope we'll get more professional money. Most pros are like me. They're just going to keep waiting. Like I, I looked at this number and I thought, you know what? I, I might as well just wait and see which number it goes to. Because if it went down at four to three and a half, I would take it there. That's what I'd be waiting for. Now that it's at four and a half, I'll bet a little bit on it, but I'm just going to keep waiting for a bigger bet maybe on Saturday, just hoping it gets to plus five, five and a half, because we've just seen it on Saturday and Sunday, the line usually moves towards these public favorites. And you already knew coming in, this was going to be a big public favorite. Washington is an ugly team. They have the only undrafted quarterback in the NFL playing. And again, he's played well. We saw last week he had a couple of bumps in that game, really stupid turnovers. Was able to drive the field at the end of the game and get that game-winning field goal, which, again, that was huge for that Washington team and their momentum. That's why we want to back this team. This team is riding such high momentums. And we're not even talking about a coaching matchup. I, I think Rivera is a much better coach than McCarthy. So there, there's a bunch of things that point towards taking this Washington team. The fact that it's outdoors well is another reason I love it. The public is coming in heavy, 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 heavy on the Cowboys this Sunday. So if you, if you didn't get that number at four, Just keep waiting. You'll be able to get four and a half or five, I believe, by kickoff. I do worry, and I said this the other day, that we're not being
0: consistent in our respect for regression and that a lot of the things that we say about other teams as as it relates to they're on a streak, they're playing well, we're not
1: acknowledging about the Washington football team what kind of regression are you looking for? They, they're barely beating these teams. They just win, baby. So if we're, we're getting points in a team that plays teams close, it's, it's not that much of a fear. It's not like we're taking them minus three. They're right, minus but that's, three. That's an,
0: all right. So that's an important distinction, right? When we're talking about regression, it's potentially the Packers is 12 and a half point favorites against the Bears, which we may that's, end up getting,
1: That's a better example.
0: Right? Like we're, yeah. But for, for people to understand that the Washington football team has been winning and Taylor Heineke has been playing better but you're getting a team that is streaking that still isn't getting respect in the market.
1: They're still not. And they're also, I I feel like they're getting proper respect from the bookmakers where they wanted to open this game at three, three and a half. They said, fine, we'll let the public bet it up and which is what they did. So they're doing exactly what they should do, which is a job, which is you're trying to get public money on a, a, you know, a national team, which the Cowboys are. They're a top three team in this league. The public is always going to try to bet on them, especially when they're coming off a win extended rest. I'm with you on the fact that regression is coming from this Washington team. I'm just waiting for it when the line catches up to it. Like, again, if this was minus three, we'd probably be on the Cowboys. But the fact that we're getting a better number on a close matchup, that's what makes us lean towards this Washington team so hard. That's a good explanation. That's the kind of explanation I'm looking for.
0: (laughs) All right, this other one, it's so ugly. We talked about it on Tuesday. We still owe our listening audience a big balls bet of the week. Are the Jets which has come down, was plus six, now plus five and a half. Huge pros-Joes game. 51% of the bets on the Saints, 72% of the
1: money on the Jets. Honestly, when I'm thinking big balls, I feel like that Browns game is the big, biggest balls bet of the week. The, the fact that it's going to be up to minus three, a lot of people are going to have to bet that number against a Ravens team, that's going to take big balls. That's I'm just thinking about it right now. It's scaring me. Like I'm so much happier to get minus two and a half with this Browns team, so... That, that to me is our biggest ball is better of the week is that Browns. Big over. balls, better the week. This Jets matchup. So would you just say the money is the money's coming in on the Jets? Money's coming big on the Jets. I don't fucking like it, man. Like when I first saw this number, I was probably with them on the Jets. Kamara is supposed to be back and they're supposed to get back both their tackles. If, if this Saints team gets back that front line against a Jets team that they just got dominated, dominated up front by that Eagles team. And that's what the saints want to do. They want to run the ball. They got a running quarterback. Even as Trevor Simeon, he's been all right for them. Again, he beat the Buccaneers. So like this guy, when you need drives, he can't put together some drives. Uh, I, I get what they're doing. They're taking the points in a batch up of two really bad teams. For me, I'm either taking the Saints from staying away. It's a rare time. I'm going to take road chalk and, and take the favorite, but this just feels like the pros are stepping into a trap here, taking this jets team. It's, it's a little bit like they're, they saw Zach Wilson play a great half against that Eagles team. They're like, you know what? Maybe this kid isn't as bad as he looked. Without really realizing that second half, once the team's adjusted and schemed against him, he could not do a single thing. So the Saints, to me, that's, that's still one of the better coaching staffs in football. They've been reeling. They haven't won in weeks. This feels like a Sean Payne special where he just dominates a, a bad team.
0: That is the all opposite of what we've talked about on Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely – Definitely one of those where I was waiting on the injury news, and I, I felt like I liked the Jets coming into it, but if they're getting Kamara back, they're getting their old line back. To to me, this is a no-brainer bet taking that chalk with the favorite here in the Saints, even at five and a half. Do you wait like? No, to me because the six is such a key number. Now I take I took the five and a half. The 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 odds of it going up is to me not. It I think it's going to keep right in, in between that line. Like the bookmakers don't want to put it up to that six, six and a half, because they know the professionals are going to come in heavy. If they're already getting professional money on the Jets team, there's, there's no reason for them to move it up to that six. I was so ready to bet the Jets. I was ready to I bet love, the Jets I love on the them. money
0: line. I love them coming in. Trevor Simeon? Zach Wilson? <laughs> Why are we even talking about this game? Yeah, fuck it. Why are we talking about this game when we could be talking about the Texans and Davis Mills? And when we talked about this, another one on Tuesday, uh, we didn't know Davis Mills was going to be the starter. He is now, maybe starting for the rest of the year. This changes it
1: pretty dramatically for me. He's terrible. I know. Damn it. I wanted to take this so bad. I loved the we are getting points against the Seahawks team that just isn't good. Uh, again, they always beat the 49ers. Russell always dominates the 49ers historically. What is he, 17-5 straight up? Some crazy statistic. I saw our Action Network tweeted out. Man, I wanted to fade them so bad, but I'm not going to do it to the fans. I'm not going to do it to you, Chad. This this won't be one of our five, uh, but I personally will be betting Houston. I'll take that trend that teams just lose the following week after playing the 49ers, and I'll bet their money line. But logically, it's I can't tell people in good faith to put their money on this Davis Mills kid. I made this line eight and a half when I got the news that he's out. So technically right now I'm slanting towards the Seahawks. I think that's where the value is, but I'm just not doing it, not betting on the Seahawks team after this is – as inflated as you're gonna get with them this season. Like they're what they're four and eight, four, four and nine, maybe on the season. Bad team. Getting all these points, I will take Houston, but there's just isn't any logic back in Davis Mills. We don't know what we're gonna get. This kid, he can have a great one drive and then do nothing the rest of the game. So that's the fear with betting the side. It's it's too many unknowns to really put a lot of money on this Houston team. For the record,
0: you and I are in a contest. We choose our five best every
1: week. We are required to take a bye this may end up being the bye week I mean, it might, again, it's hard to say, cause I, I have like three, four games. I really like this week now that we've made it this far into the week. So it, it is going to be interesting what we do on Sunday. Um, cause usually at this point in the week, I have seven. I like, so you're definitely right that it's, it's less than we usually have, but we don't have a choice. We have to use a, some certain week. We're gonna have to use a bye week So if it is this week, so be it. But as you sit here on Thursday, there are a decent amount of games. I do like enough to put in. Well, I don't know what games they are
0: because we've talked, we like the Browns, I guess if we can get them at two and a half. If yeah, we Browns, what the fuck Washington football team, Washington <laughs> football team, maybe the Raiders. Probably not. All right. So of the games we pinpointed on Tuesday, we're running out of games that we love compared to games that we discussed. And like, you're going to try to tell me right now, like the Texans we liked when we thought it was Tyrod Taylor, not anymore. Yeah. The Giants, we loved the 10 and a half. It was Mike Glennon. Now he's in COVID protocols. It might be Jake Fromm. You fucking
1: getting me? Yeah, don't care. It's still, better. You don't care? No. I, I, Why? Because it's irrelevant. No, I've never made a bet on the Giants team in the last four years because of who their quarterback was. They haven't had a, a good quarterback in there since, what, 2011 Eli? I mean, we're going on 10 years here, but it's being irrelevant when you bet on the Giants about who their quarterback is, so. Don't care. This is just a pro number. You bet this number. You have a great run blocking scheme team in the Giants going against one of the worst blocking schemes, defenses in the Chargers. 10, 10 and a half points. The fact that you just said that quarterback might be out and I'm seeing books now at 10, nine and a half on this Giants team makes me feel a little bit better. Me, like the other pros are right there with me. No money is coming in on the Giants. No tickets are coming in on the Giants. We have reverse line of movement. Just a pro number. You bet this game, win or lose, you don't really care. Like it's... As a professional, you have to bet this kind of number, especially when you look on paper and you see that this line's inflated by three points just because, again, the public think Daniel Jones matters. Like, what has that had ever done in his career to make you think he matters? So, no, I'm not worried at all who the quarterback's going to be in this, this game.
0: Hmm. When you say it like that, I feel like an idiot for thinking that Jake Fromm would, would pull it off the board for me
1: get it though like who the hell knows anything about Jake Fromm he wasn't even that good in college um but you know we saw Mike Lennon last week against that the offense team it, you can put a trash can back there I think you would have had the same report same result of what happened last week when they put nine points up against Miami so he, he 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 does nothing to move the needle needle for me um obviously ideally I'd rather have Daniel Jones he is their starting quarterback but I don't adjust to three points off him being out. I maybe adjusted it by a point. So that's that's just my view on that team and their quarterback position. I just don't really give it any value. Jake Fromm did beat out Justin
0: Fields to be the quarterback of Georgia.
1: Oh yeah. That, that, that's true. <laughs> that's his claim to fame. I mean, he
0: was that good. All right. Well, it's not our big balls bet of the week, though.
1: Honestly, I'd rather I feel more comfortable with people betting the Browns than I would the Giants. Like the Giants. To me, it's just a pro number. If you want to bet like a pro, that's a that's a bet you have to make because that's that's the kind of games we win. Like, you know how gross I felt walking into a sports book. What was that Tuesday night? We got dinner after we got yeah. dinner. I bet again on the Giants, bet on their money line, and it was just like the grossest feeling ever. Like it, whenever you make a bet and the the book the, like the, the teller says, "Are you sure?" That's always a fun feeling. So um, it's rare they care about you, but when you're betting on a team that ugly, that they they usually are like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" And it's like, "Yeah, I know what I'm doing." It's always sweet women. Like it's always these like, you know, like 50 to 70 year old women who are just working a late night shifts, and they're always just so nice. They're like, Oh my God, a thousand dollars on the Giants money line? Are you sure? And it's like, yeah, it's it's okay. But no, it's Like fun. I can cover it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All
0: right. We talked a lot about the 49ers and the Bengals. Do you have anything more you want to say about the Bills
1: now that they're at three and a half? Yeah, I was in, I was honestly interested to hear what you said. We we told people to take that three, and I saw this late late in this week now. That might be the most square bet of the week, right? It feels like all the money, all the tickets are coming in. I was going to say, oh, Chad, should we go on the other side now? Or are we are we being too square taking this number? Um, the Bills are great against zone defenses, and that's what the, four, uh, the Buccaneers are going to run their secondary. They're going to run a zone. I saw someone tweet out, which I'm probably end up stealing for our Sunday show, Cole Beasley over prop of receptions. He is incredible against his zone blocking defense that this Buccaneers team runs. So if, if you could get that prop now, again, usually they don't put them up to late in the week. I I love Cole Beasley. They're projecting to be their three and a half, four receptions. I love that up to six. So that that's one of the sneaker plays this week against this Buccaneers defense.
0: I like it. I like what previewing convinced me at 11 AM at action network HQ. Um, so it, I think if you can get the hook on the bills at three and a half,
1: which a lot of books are starting to show, that's the number you want to take. You, I'm fair with people waiting though, just because like, again, I'm looking at it on the action app right now, all this money, all the tickets are coming in heavy on the Buccaneers. And that to me, that's early in this week. Most public doesn't start betting until the weekend. So, so wait. Yeah. Cause I, I honestly could see it get bumped up when people are going to start throwing this in their teasers. People don't care about teasing through zero. If they can get, the Buccaneers to plus three, plus three and a half, and tease it the other way, they're going to do that. So, to me, there's going to be so much liability on this number that the books are really going to need this Bills team. And I I would love it more at four, just in the sense that we've had some bad luck with these kickers, man. And uh, four is a more – it lands more often now than three does, just because, again, it's either landing on two, two and a half. Like, we've seen it where two and a half comes such a big number because these teams either go for two, they're missing extra points, just wait on it. I, I I honestly believe we'll be able to get the four. And worst case scenario, you just have to tease the Bills up. Like that's what I'll probably end up doing anyway. Um, but I just, that's why I wanted to ask you about it because it, I I felt squarish taking this number when I took the Buccaneers minus three. Yeah. My whole viewpoint was I don't like Faden Brady at home. I just don't. This season we have not gone against him at home and it's been good to us. So it it is interesting seeing that the book tried to stay there at three, being like you know we're gonna take a stand here. And they moved off of it. Professionals came and they bet the Buccaneers. That's why the books have moved up three and a half now.
0: And now a word from our friends at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are almost here. And to help you stay on top of the action, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving you a $10 bonus when you place $20 in same game parlay bets. Bet on a single game or spread your bets out across multiple matchups. It's up to you. As long as you bet 20 bucks in same game parlays during the same week of NFL action, you're getting a $10 bonus. For example, this week I'm considering the Raiders, the under, and David Carr passing yards over. I love betting with FanDuel because it's America's number one rated sportsbook app. It's safe and secure, and when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And the same game parlay bonus is live during weeks 13, 14, and 15. So lock in some winners today. And enjoy your $10 bonus. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Sign up using promo code favorites to get 30 to 1 odds on either team to win in the Browns versus Ravens rematch. You can win $150 on a $5 bet. That's promo code favorites exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 or over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game probably available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call one 800 STEP or text. Next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Let's get back to the show. All of a sudden, we've got about 25 games that we love for Sunday.
1: <laughs> no, it's not that crazy. But again, any given week, I feel like if you love or love five games, that's a really good week. Most weeks, professionals might be only bet one to two sides or total. So any week I come in like this and I really don't love the board. and Now we're sitting here Thursday and I've talked to enough professionals and they've given me more confidence in my bets. It, it does kind of up it a little bit where it's like, you know what? I see what they're seeing. I've looked at what they're looking at on paper across the board. Yeah. And we did that show what 10 AM Tuesday morning. It's where you wake up that early Tuesday. You're not still feeling gross after losing that bills, bet, being like, Oh, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Let's put 10 bets in. So it's definitely nice at the end of the week, reviewing all these games. All right. Well,
0: let's review. uh, We have two more games on the board. The bears game. We didn't talk much about the other day, but now we know Justin Fields is starting. We know that the Packers are favored by 12 and a half. We know that when these two teams played earlier in the year, uh, Aaron Rodgers said, I still own you. They won by 10 on a couple of fluky plays. Look, bear down. Cue it, Matt Mitchell.
1: It's hard for me not to want to bet the Bears in this game. I know, but its I just don't know how they're going to score. We needed an out-of-the-world performance from Justin Field to keep that game close last time. And we still—you still You still couldn't get the back door. And I luckily talked you off that one. We, we both were looking at We liked it early in the week, and then came Sunday. So there's something fishy about that Bears line. And what was it? Bears were up 10-0 maybe? I don't know if they scored a single point the rest of the game. It was like one of those big fluky things where Rogers just turned it on. And then, like you just said, it he ran that ball into the end zone. He said, I'm, I still own you. God, I want to take the Bears so bad. Like, all week they're going to be talking about that, They're going to be pissed off. They're, they're really going to be gunning for them. Primetime game. Teams usually show up in primetime games naggy's record as a big dog is terrible he's horrible against the spread as a coach as a big underdog like i be record as
0: everything is terrible
1: not with mitch trubisky how about that oh, jesus christ <laughs> how about that it is true mitch trubisky hall of famer with an entirely different coach like we'll see if you if you're really passionate about sunday morning i could maybe be talking to it but just sitting here right now i know this won't be one of my biggest five bets it's I just don't feel good at going against this Green Bay team. They've made me so much money this season. And even when pros are fading them, I keep backing them. and It keeps working out for me. Like that, that one that really sticks out was that Rams-Green Bay matchup where the pros are coming in so heavy on that Rams team on the road. And I just did not get it. And they moved the line all the way down. So it's the same thing here. It's, I'd feel better if we were getting 13 and a half. But I know the bookmakers won't do that. They, they'll get destroyed by the professionals. So. They might just let it sit here at 12 all week, but if it gets to 13 and we can get then our contest, I could probably be talking to taking this Bears team.
0: Here's a tweet from Bill Zimmerman, who is a producer for Mad Dog Radio, also covers the Bears uh, and has a a Bears podcast. Matt Nagy's passing offense is averaging 173.8 yards per game. It's good for last in the NFL. By comparison, Sid Luckman. Hello, Sid. Hello, Sid, bobblehead that I'm holding up right now, if you can't see that. From 1943 to 1947, averaged 189.5 passing yards per game. Sid Luckman, still the greatest quarterback (laughs) in Chicago Bears history.
1: No, these are are dark days for the Bears fans, especially like you said, the fact you guys don't have your first round draft pick, it's... I can't Ooh, even talk about it. It's tough.
0: It's it's so terrible. Every single time, remember that we're losing, that there might be something good from it. I forget that we've given away. We didn't give it away. We got Justin Fields, but, yeah. and believe me. Worth it. It's worth it. It's going to be worth it. All right. Then the last game to talk about, the Rams, three-point dogs to the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Pros-Joes, pros-Joes alert, pros-Joes, pros-Joes. Cards getting 64% of the bets. Rams getting 56% of the money.
1: We talked about, like, I, that's why it was my Simon says, bet. Um, I thought this line was going to move down again. I said, wait, wait to see if you can get the plus three. It's now down to plus two at a lot of books down to plus one and a half at a lot of books with this Rams team. Um, just a pro game. You, you, you take this number. The Cardinals are incredibly overinflated. Their value is incredibly overinflated. We, we believe in the Cardinals team. I do think they're good. I don't think they're the best team in the NFC. I still have the Packers above them. I still have Tampa Bay above them, especially when it comes to playoff time. None of that's going to change. I, I, I do think that this Cardinals team is really good, but they just feel like a year or two away. And with Murray's health, I'm still unsure about him. Again, if you look at that, what they did on paper against that Bears team, all their drives were started within the 30-yard line of that the theirs. So it was really hard to take away anything from it. The pushback I've heard from other professionals is Stafford's record against teams above 500. He's horrible. Um, historically, he just does not beat teams, especially teams multiple games above 500. It's I, again, I'd have to look the stat up again. I don't want to just say the wrong stat, but apparently, teams that are four games above 500, Stafford's like won one game his entire 10 year career. That's terrifying because we're literally betting against the team that's the best team right now in the NFC. So I, I'm still on the Rams. It's still my Simon Says bet. Um, but I I doubt you're gonna let me make it one of our five. We we just we haven't really believed in Stafford this season. We haven't really been on that Rams train. So as much love as I have for it, I just I I just can't see us making this one of our five at this point because we're not getting that plus three. That's that's what I wanted. I wanted that good number. The fact that it's down it it doesn't feel like we're getting good value. Right, but on
0: Sunday, divisional matchup, home team less than a field goal. Maybe it was the Rams at plus three and a half and plus three. At some point, you got to think about betting the Cardinals.
1: I know. I just – I feel like – again, you talked about this regression. If you look on paper, it's – like, this Cardinals team has historically one of the best defenses ever this year. On offense, James Conner has turned in from the guy that kind of fell out with that Pittsburgh team to being, what, the number two, number three running back in all football this season with, like, his total points, like, per touch no one gets the end zone more often than he does this season he's been absolutely incredible for that team so I I told you last uh last show I'm I'm definitely undervaluing this Cardinals team and the Patriots team that's that's kind of been that's nipped me in the butt a couple times this season like I try to zig on that team when I should be just riding with them you're right I'm I probably should take a step back and take this Cardinals team now that especially they're at one and a half that's that's a really good value on a home team but I just can't do it. It feels like this is a scheduled loss for this Cardinals team, honestly. I like when I can come close to convincing you of something. (laughs) You almost flipped me, honestly, because it's true. Like your logic there is sound. All right.
0: So as we head into the weekend, um, to recap, we want to wait on the Bills. We hope we can get them at plus four as the game gets closer to kickoff. We're really liking Washington football team. We like the Giants. It's a pros number. You just bet it despite what uh, some of the uh, older generation ticket takers might say or what their concerns might be when we make that bet. Um, We're leaning to the Browns pretty heavily, a minus two and a half. You like the Rams, as Simon says, but as the number moves, I'm less and less uh, convinced. It's kind of it right now. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's a little bare. It's a little bear. Not a lot. I love the Raiders still, but it's a public dog. I remain committed. committed. Sorry. You want to get the Moneyline round Robin, my friend? Why don't we do the Moneyline round Robin? My dog likes your dog. Your dog likes my dog. Washington football team. Chad knows me so. Last week, we went four and five. Don't want to hear any shit this week. All right. We're going to give you some ugly dogs. No shit. Just bet them. Don't be DMing me like, are you sure about taking the Chargers money line? Are you sure about taking Pittsburgh's money line? Just fucking do it. All right. We're, we're, we're giving you dogs here, short dogs, one ugly big dog. So let's start off with it's, it's, it is gross this week. ATL, Atlanta Falcons, <sighs> That nines moved down from plus three. You're not getting any great value anymore in the number. It's a public dog. We don't care. We're, we're throwing their money line in last week after a bad loss. Them, Washington. I won't make people put Detroit in because we don't know what's going on with the flu. I'm seeing that line all up to plus 10 now uh, with Detroit. Detroit. That's – God, I want to take that money line so bad. But if we don't know who they're – if they're going to have any starters, if we don't know if their offense lines are going to be healthy, I can't make you bet that on Thursday. But Sunday, that might be one of those I throw in with Detroit if they're healthy. Yeah, we have Atlanta right now. We have Washington football team. We're going to throw the Giants in there. Wait and see if the Bengals become a big plus number. We're going to put that in there as well. Like, we'll, we'll get Bengals as a home dog. I know the Joe Burrow thing, but at that point, you're getting good value there. I, I don't know what when I would take Jimmy G as a big road favorite. So, you can get plus 110. I, I really like that with this Bengals team. Let's throw the Bills in there. We just talked about it. The the, the, yes. are the most public sides this week. You want to go against the public. We talk about all the time. When there's a team that's especially someone that, we talk all the time. The public does stupid shit. The dumbest thing they do is they pick one team and they'll make them in all their parlays, all their teasers. That's what the Bucks feel like this week. It feels like everyone's going to throw them in all their bets. So that, that's another one I like. So that's the fourth one. Our final one, Chad just talked about it. He doesn't love it. It's the Rams. You're giving me a plus number a divisional matchup. This game is going to be a coin flip. It'll be fun to end the week with our money line parlay on a Monday. So that's will be the first time we're doing it. I, I like throwing that the end of the week Rams team in there. You can hedge out if you want, because you're going to have really good plus odds, especially if this giant bet comes through. Uh, this money line parlay is going to be a winner no matter what. Uh, let's talk about Survivor.
0: Last week we were telling people take the bucks, I think.
1: Oh, that was a good one. That was a real good one, too.
0: Yeah.
1: It feels like an easy week. Like, these certain teams are going to have left. Hopefully, you haven't used them yet. Tennessee Titans coming off a bye week at home against the Jaguars. Sure, I might take the Jaguars' number and think they'll cover. Can't see this team winning, uh, especially against a variable team that just bullies these teams. So, matchup-wise, this is a good, good matchup for this Tennessee team. Uh, If you haven't used them yet, this feels like this is it. Like, you kind of have to use them. I want to give people the Chargers, but I just have this weird feeling about that game. And it just seems like such a Chargers game they lose um, after such a big win. They've been so inconsistent this year. So if you're stuck and this is the best option you have, I-, I get it with the Chargers. I just personally, I would not do it. And the final one's Green Bay. You're getting Green Bay at home in Lambeau. If you still, for some reason, haven't used them, this is this is probably as good as it gets. I mean, again, maybe you could save it for a Detroit matchup, but to me, this is, this is a no-brainer. Aaron Rodgers in a primetime game at home. Yeah, maybe they don't cover that number, but there's a reason we didn't put in the money line around Robin. These just aren't the games Aaron loses. He'll lose the 1 o'clock at home random game. He won't lose the primetime game in front of those fans. It, it's, it's too many variants to really go against. So, to me, the easiest ones this week, Tennessee, Green Bay, and the Chargers. I agree with you on the
0: Packers. Maybe if Sid Luckman were playing quarterback, it'd be a different story.
1: Yeah, or if you had Walter Payton as a running back. I mean, th- those things would help.
0: Sid Luckman, Walter Payton. If Roland Harper was lining up at fullback. If, if
1: Buckus you know, and linebacker. Woo!
0: If Buckus was playing linebacker. If Richard Dent was on the end. If Gary Fencek and Doug Plank were the safeties. Oh, my
1: goodness. I always Charles think those Dillon. funny visuals, too, of those old linebackers. Like, he was just huge, especially because his pads are so big. But I think about what if he was playing nowadays and he had to tackle, you know, Tyreek Hill coming across the middle. Like, oh, rest God. in peace, Tyreek Hill. That's why they change all those rules. I mean, literally, that Tyreek Hill would be dead if a guy like Dick Buck has hit him.
0: Yes, if Doug, if Dick Buck has hit Tyreek Hill once, he, <laughs> he might did. decapitate him.
1: Seriously, though. I always think about those kind of plays. All right, Simon. We've said yeah, it all. Let's get Let's get the hell out of here.
0: Because I'm sweating. I'm schwitzing. <laughs> I'm about to fall apart. This has been The Favorites. From the Volume Podcast Network, he is Simon Hunter. I am Chad Millman. Plus, we've got a special bonus mini episode featuring J-Boy, Stucky, Simon. We're talking about college football playoff. We're giving a little taste of Army-Navy, Service Academy rivalry. For producer extraordinaire Matt Mitchell, who's doing a professional job because he has nothing else to focus on since the Bills lost so terribly the other night.
1: It's not fair!
0: It's not fair! Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back on Tuesday. Until then,
1: love you.